0: It's Carcon Carne. Let's eat in the car. It's Carcon Carne. And now here's the star of our show,
1: James Van Ostal.
0: And welcome to Carcon Carnate. I'm James Van Ostal. Tonight it is episode 535 and on this here hyperlocal podcast we are going to focus on the most local spirit imaginable malort turning taste buds into taste foes for generations <laughs> on with me right now he is the owner of ch distillery he is the head distiller of ch distillery his name is tremaine atkinson tremaine great to see you. you're in a great for people who are just listening not watching you are you're surrounded by all kinds of distilling things you're in
1: yeah, it's it's crazy. I'm at our distillery in um, in East Pilson, and um, so it, it, we started uh, in the West Loop with a pretty small little craft distillery that's a pub as well. It's still there, and then as we got bigger, we had to build this massive distillery. And so what's behind me is well, basically, are a bunch of pipes, and it it looks like I could be in I don't know I could be in the engine room maybe of a submarine, for example. <laughs> It it looks (laughs) like
0: you're, it looks like you're building the Manhattan project behind you.
1: It, well, that, you know, Malort probably, you you know, could rival the nuclear bomb. So there.
0: (laughs) And I'm glad you have a sense of humor about Malort. I think you kind of have to, I mean, you certainly, you acquired, CH acquired Malort after a lot of that social and word of mouth momentum blew up over the past 10 years. I, I mentioned the turning taste buds into taste foes. There were all the unofficial slogans for malort to the champagne of pain when you need to unfriend someone in person tonight's the night you fight your dad that's a favorite yeah um, mine, mine too <laughs> are people drinking malort the wrong way by shooting it because here's here's why i ask i feel like if people just sipped it they, they wouldn't hit they wouldn't recoil it's quite delicious if you just take your time with it but i think when the rush to get it down your throat <laughs> makes it makes it more of a like a dare than, than a pleasant experience.
1: Well, I don't, I don't want to sound like, you know, one of the dads of my generation, but there's no wrong way to do it. You know, like whatever makes you happy, (laughs) but I, I actually really do believe that I, I love Malort. Um, I, I love, I love bitter things. I love, um, how it's got balance. It's got, you know, kick you, you know, kick your taste buds in the teeth. That doesn't actually make sense. Um, I've had a m- couple of Malort's already and, um, but I, it, it's fun to shoot because, it, and I will say this, um, we, we actually drink Malort, you know, not only rec- recreationally here, but also seriously, because, you know, we do a lot of taste testing and quality control and all of that. And there is a huge difference, um, between tasting Malort, uh, with a, 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 small sip versus shooting it. It, it, it has an entirely different taste profile. So, I would encourage people to, you know, when they're not just hanging out with their buddies at the bar or whatever, and you know the the, the whole shot thing is going on, to actually um, try a little sip of it at home because it, it it's a completely different experience.
0: No doubt about it. And thinking of the, the drinking it professionally and, and the fact that you create Malort and you, you distill it, was it hard when you acquired Malort to get it right? We mm-hmm. when you had to kind of basically take the, the ingredients and put them together on your own, did it take a while to kind of figure out how to make my Lord?
1: It, it, it did. So when when the deal closed and, you know, I, I say that it, it was such a fun transaction, you know, to um To do and so at you know when the when but when it actually closed and we owned the company you know of course we got we got the scroll you know the scroll with the with the ancient malort formula on it you know like it was all you know it was practically practically couldn't read it this Um, is like
0: Smithsonian stuff
1: oh oh, yeah. Yeah, except I'm totally making that up. We got a know. we got we got a PDF and an email. <laughs> I tell that story way too often, but um, but we so we got the recipe and it well so we made a test batch uh, based on that recipe and we we're like nah that's that's not really right and um, so we just sort of scratched our heads and said let's you know what let's just rebuild this kind of from scratch and so that's what we did um we've essentially reverse engineered this product that we had just bought <laughs> it was a it was crazy we drank more malort uh more bad malort uh during those uh but it took about three or four months um then i you know i'm surprised we're we're not all just completely traumatized we probably <laughs> actually are yeah that's okay I,
0: I think a lot of people still don't know what wormwood is i'm not even sure i'm totally clear on what wormwood is can you explain that
1: It's kind of a weed. Um, It's a weed. It's an herb. It grows like crazy. It grows in lots of different climates, including our climate here. And um, really, it's a simple. um, It's just a simple plant. Uh, It's kind of you know a kind of a stick. It's kind of like a bush, and it it's got very small little uh, sort of flowers on it, and it's. The, and now depending on where it grows you know what climate um, what soil you know what happens that season it's it's going to have um, you know different different batches have different different flavors but it's it's obvious and and very uh, distinct and, and most um notable characteristic is its bitterness it's probably the most bitter thing on the planet and uh, so if you bite into just a stick of wormwood i mean man, it'll, it'll make, you know, it'll make a bottle of Malort seem like vodka.
0: (laughs) Is there, does Malort mix with anything? Have people tried and failed? Is there any other way to drink it other than neat?
1: No, no, absolutely not. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm I'm kind of a smart aleck. Um, Yes, there is. There are a lot of awesome cocktails um, that bartenders over the years have produced. And some of them, you know, get a little complicated with a lot of ingredients and and a lot of stuff, which is fine. But the single easiest way to mix Malort is with grapefruit. Um, It pairs so beautifully with grapefruit. It's got a little, it's kind of got a grapefruit flavor itself. And, um, but when you get the, the kind of the sweetness of the grapefruit juice, um, it just pairs up beautifully. So if you're, if you're in a pinch, And you just, all you got is Malort and you can't, you know, you can't handle the shots. Just mix it with a little, even grapefruit, you know, like flavored seltzer water. um, And it rocks.
0: I enjoy the history of Malort. This is something back during the prohibition era, as I understand it, Malort was able to skirt prohibition because it was pitched or presented as a medicinal product.
1: Yeah. So Carl Jepsen, um, whose name you know, still obviously graces the bottle. He he was an immigrant from from Sweden, and the and Malort uh, is is a version of a very traditional um, Scandinavian uh, liqueur, which is a, a, a snaps or schnapps, and or a besk or a brand vin. And what it is is a digestive, um, and wormwood does have some, um, at least repeatedly, has some anti anti. Uh, parasite qualities. And, you know, I think uh, anybody who's had a a big meal at an Italian restaurant, for example, and has, um, you know, been brought a a glass of Amaro at the end knows that that, the bitterness and the herbalness will sort of help settle your stomach. So, um, so Mr. Jepson uh, was, was making this in his, in his abode in Chicago and it's um, kind of you know selling it around during Prohibition, and every now and then the Feds would would hassle him, and um, and he would say, well, you know, fine, I pour you a shot, you drink it, you tell me if this is you know something anybody would. And of course they would take it and say, oh, okay, you know, it's that's that's cool, it's got to be medicine.
0: <laughs> right. No, no one's drinking this recreationally. No. <laughs> You're free to go, Mr. Jepson. It's all good. <laughs> so the Chicago flag was added to. The label in the 1930s. Yep, and for the last for the last three decades before Ch acquired Malard, it wasn't even made here anymore, right?
1: Yeah, it moved to. It was originally made here, and then the Marsal uh, distillery closed in the 70s. Um, you know, distilleries were, everything had gotten consolidated. It was like what happened in, in beer. Uh, so none of the little guys were left. (laughs) Well, yeah, thank God radio is still around. Um, and, um, so yeah, it, it had to find a home. So it actually went briefly to a distillery in Kentucky. And then after that moved to a distillery in Florida where it remained up until, uh, 2019. Yeah. When, when we brought it back here. Tremaine,
0: as we're recording this for the podcast, it's also being run on Facebook Live. Giorgio just checked in and said, Malort, and he used the umlaut properly, Malort turns friends into best friends. Now, that's a positive. That's a that's a shot glass half full approach.
1: Very much. That's umlaut. very sweet.
0: That that's, that's the way to look at it. <laughs> so what is it about Malort? What is it that makes it so Chicago? How has this spirit become so ingrained in Chicago culture? I mean, it is right up there with old style italian beef deep dish pizza the, the whole nine why my lord
1: ah uh, you know it's a it's a great question i think those those things all have become chicago icons if you will by not by marketing or by really anybody trying to make that happen it's they somehow resonate with us as Chicagoans. Now, I will say in, in in you know full transparency, I was not born here, but I moved here about 22 years ago, and so I consider myself a Chicagoan. But um, it it I think you know, malort in particular, um, we do love dive bars, and it malort and dive bars go hand in hand, right? And um, and you know, we're we're kind of to the point, and no messing around, and you know, we're tough, and we get through these damn winters and so getting through a shot of my is sort of like getting through a chicago winter i guess you know you you, you hope there's something better after
0: that's true that, that's why we live through the winters because the summer is nothing but payoff
1: yeah yeah exactly so and you know it's also it, we, it, nobody's ever tried too hard with Malord. it's always had a sense of humor about itself um George Brody, who bought the, bought the recipe from Carl Jepsen uh, back in the, in the 30s, um, was a, a, a complete man about town and, and a, um, a renaissance man. He was a lawyer. He was a, a marketer. He was a distiller. He was a little bit of everything. And um, he just had such a great sense of humor about the product. And I think that goes with our spirit as Chicagoans as well.
0: See, Jake just checked in and said, random brag, I took a shot of Malort with Lance Bass. Oh, wow. Golf clap. That's fantastic. Nicely done. (laughs) But along the lines of what you were saying, food and wine basically said the same thing. No other alcohol so potently carries the subtext, which is sometimes just text of the ritual that is taking a shot. We're in this bullshit together. (laughs) That's it. It it is. It's a bonding. It's that 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 trial that 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 proof that, yeah, we are we're Midwestern tough. We're yeah. We, we, we got this and it is, it's like a rite of passage. It's like getting jumped into a street gang, doing a shot of it's like <laughs> one of us, one of us, we accept you. One of us. Now, last time I looked at sales figures from a Lord, there was somewhere in the neighborhood of 90% of overall sales were specific to Illinois. Is that still the case? Are you almost yeah. entirely Illinois?
1: Yeah, almost entirely. We've we've branched out a little bit, so we like to send Malort to other states where Chicagoans have gone, and um, and and that's happening. And Malort as a whole is still is still growing. Uh, it's and but it, it, yeah, it remains. You know, it, the number one market by far is the city of Chicago. Um, and, but it's, it's bleeding out into the suburbs a little bit more, especially especially lately as people haven't been coming into the city as much. They're, they're you know, yeah, taking it home.
0: Is there, I, I guess I, I don't know enough about business principles and eighty twenty 20 and all that. It probably doesn't even make sense to have a growth plan outside of Illinois, just super serve the people who are here. Or do you have a plan to really, you know, go, go big nationally?
1: Well, we're, we're doing everything. And the thing about Malort is again, like you can't put a slick marketing campaign behind Malort and make people drink it. It, 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 that would just, that would just be, it would be asinine and we're asinine in different ways than that. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, but it, it, it does, it, we, but we do like getting it in the hands of you know people who love it, and so we don't care where you live. You know, if you if you live in California, you know we'll, we'll get it to you somehow.
0: It's one of those things. You're right. You you can't do a, a billion dollar ad campaign like a Super Bowl ad. It, it's one of those things. Like if you know, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mark just checked in and said, "I think Mar- Malort is delicious." He's sipping, not huh. shooting,
1: probably. Mark, you were wise. He, he's he's, great, he's taking his time. You have a his great time. palate great palate
0: he clearly does (laughs) so as far as the Jepson's brand goes I I, I'm curious you've got Jepson's bourbon now Mm -hmm. what made you put the bourbon under the Jepson's brand as opposed to the CH brand how does that delineation work
1: that yeah so well we um about five years ago we kind of stumbled upon an opportunity to buy some really high quality bourbon um from both from Indiana and from Tennessee, and uh, we we uh, it, when we started CH, we, we started off as a vodka company and quickly uh, started making many other things: vodka, or uh, gin, and aquavit, and. Amaro's and rum and all kinds of things but the thing that we were found out pretty quickly were terrible at was making whiskey. Uh, We made some bourbons that like, they're still still sitting in the barrel like eight years later and they still (laughs) suck. So we're like, let's not try to be good at everything. So our whiskey program has always been sourced from, you know, people who are much better at making whiskey so anyway so we ended up with this um rather large supply of bourbon and it was young and we bottled it under the ch line and sold it just you know a nickel above cost mostly to to bars and then it wasn't selling all that well but all of a sudden it turned four years old and we tasted it again we were like wow this is really good something really special happens to bourbon at four years uh in the barrel it just It opens up, it smooths out, it integrates, it does lots of good things. And so we realized we had a really nice quality product in our hand and we wanted to reboot it. And... Uh, you know, as much as CH is known for in the city of Chicago, particularly by bartenders as a really high quality, you know, we're the only vodka that's actually made from Illinois grain. Um, I love you know, I love we, we, we really celebrate ingredients and flavors and all of that. Frankly, it, it had not become a, a real strong brand in the, in consumers' minds. Um, so we thought, well, we have Jepson's and that's pretty well ingrained in consumers' minds. So let's just shamelessly exploit it. <laughs> it so we thought, yeah, let's get it out there. We'll put the Jepson's name on it. And, that, and you know, um, not being totally flip about it, but that it gets it in more people's hands because people are like, oh, I wonder if that has Malord in it.
0: I like the focus on local. It, it just makes sense for every obvious reason. Looking at the success and the growth of CH, founded just over seven years ago you had the right spirits you had the right location i it how could you have known back then that that location in the west loop would be the right place because i don't know that I, I i on paper i don't know if that was that people would have thought the same thing that you or would have had the same vision back then
1: well that was driven by something very specific which is um so when when we started up the company you know we wanted to make you know good products and um my my old buddy mark and i who started up the company together we'd been all over the country going to various distilleries and we'd take the tour and what drove us crazy is at the end of the tour you'd hear all this these amazing things about you know all the stuff they made and then they'd you know like get you give you a little plastic cup and quarter quarter ounce of this stuff and you'd be like oh that's great and so we wanted to have yeah yeah wow and so we wanted to have a cocktail bar. Um, we wanted to have a bar with our distillery. And um, so we, we were looking for a location where that would sort of make sense. And, and this, this spot just popped up in the in the sort of, you know, we're, I don't know if you call it the West Loop or what, we're on the other side, we're the east side of, of uh, the expressway, but. You're uh, on the other
0: side of the river, so that counts for something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, hey, uh, Blackbird and Evac are kitty corner, so, you know, those, those, we knew it was a good, a good neighborhood. Um, and we're, and yeah, we're, we're, we're lucky to still have that, that, that place. Um, it's still a wonderful, absolutely wonderful. It's my favorite bar, um, in the city, if I'm allowed to say that about my own bar
0: (laughs) and some, some of the products, the, the key gin with the, uh, the key limes.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, we, we've tried to make stuff that is a little bit different and that not everybody else is making, um, you know, cause otherwise sort of what's the point of, of, you know, being a small distillery because being a small distillery allows you to make really interesting things and work with really like really fun and real ingredients.
0: So the specialty spirits you do that, is that just you, like as a mad scientist playing in the lab, trying new things?
1: I, there, There's definitely, I'm a drinker. Um, I, I've always loved drinking. And, you know, so my first, First and foremost, my thing is it needs to taste good. It needs to taste. It needs to be something that you can enjoy drinking. But so much of our inspiration came from, um, actually, from having that cocktail bar in the West Loop because back then I, the only liquor license the state would give you as a distillery to sell cocktails was if you only used your own stuff. So. It's not like we could go out and buy, you know, different spirits. So if we wanted it, we had to make it, and um, so that gave us lots of inspiration. And then as we started selling our core spirits to, you know, bartenders um, around the city, we, you know, we ended up doing many, many collaborations and doing. You know, uh, like custom Amaros for for places like Monteverde and Spiaggia and Melena, and uh, doing a custom gin for the goat restaurants and on and on. So we've been inspired by other drinkers um, in the city of Chicago.
0: I love it. And Ch, uh, the, the website is chdistillery.com. You know where to find Malort. If you're watching this or listening to this in Chicago, you know where to find Malort. Of course, you can get it at liquor stores, but uh, you, you can also support your local establishments, too. Um, I love what you're doing. I love the fact that you are a Chicago true and true distillery. We're, we're, we're proud to, to have you. Thank you. On our, on our cultural landscape.
1: <laughs> we are proud to you know get Malort. Um, it's, it's, I've likened it to, um, we really don't own Malort, Mal, Mal, you know, the people who love Malort own Malort. We're just happen to be the ones who are lucky enough to get to make it.
0: And you know, it truly is lightning in a bottle. It's, it's one of those magical things that just, again, if you know, you know, it just, it, it is part of who we are now. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, Tremaine Atkinson, thank you so much for doing this.
1: Thank you.